Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and we are here to answer role-playing game questions. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. I am the most tired. I are have you? I have moved house. Mm. Um, and I wasn't quite prepared for how much lifting that involved. Even even with hiring a a bunch of road stevedores. <laughs> big big lifty lads. That's what I had. And stevedores. Yeah. Um, but they did just bring the thing to the house, and then you have to move it, and you have to put it in, and oh, plug I have to everything move it around in. in the flat. And I'm I'm oh. a soft southern boy. That's true. And that's that's too hard for me. Honestly. You've you've lifted a lot of books. You've rearranged <laughs> a lot of tables. You, I believe you cut up an onion on the back of a plate. Yeah, like when you move, you forget that you don't own anything. Like a chopping board. Like a chopping board. <laughs> or a knife. Or a cheese grater. Just smashing an onion against the plate. Just rubbing it into the pan until it cooks. <laughs> so yes, Chris is Chris is now living in Sheffield. He is he has moved out of his folks' house in the frozen north. Yeah, uh, I am. I am still in Bow. Loving that London. It's lovely. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I'm kind of used to moving house, and I've done it like six times in the last few years. Yeah. So if if anything, it's just it's just it's it's just like a speed bump to me. <laughs> it's become to, simply I, tiresome. Baby, I live my life in hotels. Cocaine and black coffee, hot jazz, and late night flights. Red eyes from New York City. That's what I do. That is exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. I've done one red eye from New York City. Yeah. And they lost my back. <laughs> <laughs> I was very tired. <laughs> Some role playing games, eh? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, why didn't? Yeah, you know. Yeah, why didn't you give me a question, and we'll see if we can't spread some wisdom, right, butter like upon the toast of the internet. Let's let's toss some wisdom around. Mm-hmm. Charlie X asks if you had free reign to do a World of Darkness style town by night supplement, which town would you pick, and which spooky creatures would inhabit it? So the real answer that isn't funny would be Brixton Werewolves. That would be excellent, actually. That would be pretty cool, actually, you know. I would I be think very that would be pretty neat. Um, but a joke answer, probably Scunthorpe Mummies. Or like or like Southend. Some sort of some sort of bad seaside resort. Well I was thinking um, the Blackpool Illuminated. Ah, the Blackpool Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've They've screwed um, neon bulbs into their flesh and skin, and they're glowing, shambling through the city streets at night. And like you're fleeing, and one of the like neon fish who's offering you fish and chips, yeah, just tears itself off the wall and just comes big after you. Billy basses its way off the wall and flops yeah. towards you. I think that could work. Yeah. I I, I kind of like the idea of the whole sort of st- like stumbling. Um, from uh, like staggering, holding the, the the knife wound in your gut um, through the back alleys, and then it's sort of like ding, 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 like the, the neon ticks on it. It's just a person outlined in neon, and like they just appear. Oh, like 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 at your height. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that would be pretty good, actually. That's, that's that's cool again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've that's okay. I mean, that's okay. That's fine. We should take goals. something that was intentionally a joke. Yeah. And make it grand. What about Scotland? You don't get much Scotland. So Scotland is good witch town. Mm. It's got precedent. It does have precedent. Um, there are at least three witches. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Unfortunately, it's three witches per square foot. Oh no, that's really dense. The same as the amount of heroin. I grew up <laughs> three heroines per square foot. <laughs> yeah. 
That's how it comes, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you get it in a heroin, like a mm-hmm. banana. An ampule. I, I grew up in Scotland for a little bit of my growing up. And it's... I love how fiercely proud they are, and I love how nothing much occurs there. <laughs> like, it's like... It's like it's like England, but more so. Like, Scotland never really had the... The the ownership over the over the empire, like it was the English Empire, you know. Yeah, it was the British Empire, but the the English were in charge, and Scotland's it's 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 very independent, but they're not really doing anything, and I love that about them. They're fiercely independent about how their how their sausages shaped, <laughs> square and with gristle. Yes, and like like you were patriotic over miles and miles of heath. Yeah, well, I mean, like. You can't really talk, Chris. <laughs> you can't. Like, England isn't exactly covered in natural um, in, in in wonder. No, but we're not fiercely we're not fiercely patriotic. No, that's true. We're not. No, We've but I guess, lost I, I, that. I guess the, like we haven't we haven't been downtrodden no. for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. So there's that, you know. This I is suppose. our mire, and we'll fight to keep it. I I think I think werewolves are a good one, but I'd like I'd like to get like like Scots Fay I think like tapping into the Celtic thing around that. I'd like I'd like to do Edinburgh by night or um like like ha- like have Glasgow by night. She's just, just getting glassed and waking up in A and E. But oh, a fairy did it. <laughs> um, like that would definitely be part of the. Uh, that's that's a quintessential experience of going to Glasgow. Yeah, I mean, there's tourist attractions away, based yeah. entirely around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, like Stab World. <laughs> Cutsville, Cutsville. <laughs> you get you get like you get like a branded vest and uh, some some lads in trackies uh, drinking Buckfast will come and stab you, but it's okay because you got the vest on, you know. Yeah, it's fine. And they use like the, that sugar glass from they use in movies. Yeah, well, sometimes it, it, I mean, I mean, if you if you go to Cutworld, yeah. I mean, um, frankly, yeah. that all the bottles are in one bag, <laughs> and it's just whichever one they get to first. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no real quality control you know, on this. You know, it's, it's a different culture. It is. It's, it's not there. for us to, you know, to judge. Like, like, it's, just, it's, just, it's a different different uh, ideals around that. I would be interested... I, I think Dark Fae and, you know, Light Fae and, like, City Fae really interest me. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to play with that. And I think that, um, like, the, the dichotomy between the countryside and the wilderness in Scotland and like you can you get proper wilderness up there like I think like the, the north of Scotland is the closest we have to a place that could feasibly kill you in, in this in this isle yeah like I really like how you've got these incredibly dense urban centers like Edinburgh and mm. Glasgow mm. and then fucking nothing mm. and then a single house yeah and then fucking nothing again hello you're like just tea I haven't come inside. Getting your come inside. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> it's like the uh, uh, actually, poppies, actually, that would be a great place for things for like uh, grim fairy tales come mm. come real. So they have, uh, I believe they're called boffies. Uh, they're also called like uh, button bands mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, but they are basically unoccupied huts and houses which you can just stay in. Okay. Um, so like they are they are in the middle of nowhere in Scotland and like so so like like you'll go you'll go hiking you'll go walk around for a, for a few hours and then there's a and there, there are there are shelters and they are they are tended to by 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 good folk but basically like there's a, there's a place to start a fire I think and like there's a roof over your head and someone and someone to put your camping bag and that sort of thing oh, that's but lovely. you can just you can just you can just stay there and unfortunately there's no sort of quality control so you get to hang out with the sort of people who 
temporarily live in huts in the middle of nowhere. Just outside Glasgow. Uh, not <laughs> <laughs> significantly outside Glasgow. Oh, I mean, mate, it's within sight of the park and ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's above Specsavers. <laughs> I mean, you ain't foul. Dominoes do deliver. <laughs> hey, we're not out in the woods here. You got any smack I could have, pal? I'm itching. Right, sorry about that accent. Um, yeah, Dark Fay, Glasgow. That's what I'm going for. What about you? I don't know. I'm thinking somewhere that's already got a crazily vibrant nightlife. So Brighton by night might be mm. quite good. I, I, I can't help but feel I've already done that. It, it feels like, like they should have done. But if I was going, if, if I was going to stick um, World of Darkness anywhere in the UK, it would be Brighton. Well, Brighton, London. Put it this way: if I'm trying to advertise it to America, which is which is what like most World of Darkness products were sold in America. London is too big to really sum up, but Brighton you can you can cover in about three pages. Yeah, you can get you can get a feel of it, and like and oh, there was a vampire here. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, like a lot do, of do do you know when the pier burned down? Maybe it was a fire elemental. Uh oh. Go on. Honestly, like Brighton is a really good place for World of Darkness games mm. because it's coastal. It's got a nightlife. It's got the weapon shop. It's got that weapon shop down the lanes where, where an old man just stares at you if you go in. It's great. He sells he sells flintlocks, halberds, matchlocks, and just, cavalry sabers. Just about ten percent too much Nazi memorabilia. Wow. Yeah, you're allowed some. I you're think, allowed a little that, bit in that sort like of it, setup. You're allowed some. But. Yeah, like uh, everybody's represented, but there's like one too many helmets. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. one of them's definitely his. Yeah, for sure. Well, the one he wears. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, I, and there's something quite self-contained about Brighton as well, which I quite like. Yes. Well, te- it's... technically, it's Brighton and Hove, and Hove is the terrible town right next to it, mm. who are very much riding on the coattails of Brighton. Yes. Okay, good. And what supernatural would you put there? Um, I think something like Deep Onesie would be quite cool, because you've got the coast. Yeah. How um, about... Just turning up, turning up to a Fat Boy Slim concert. How about what do you think about Gull Boys? I think they're creepy. It's like half gull, half boy, shambling around, just really, chips. really going to town in all the gay clubs. I guess like they could do, but they're like they're mainly into chips, ice cream, like 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 loosely attended food near the coast. Oh no, I imagine uh, the way I'm imagining them right mm-hmm. is big gull head, right? Yeah, huge, beautiful gull wings, right. Ripped torso, tiny oh. pants. Oh, like everything from the neck down except for the wings is like a, is buff dude, like a gull fuck boy. Yeah, right. I always imagine them as like like they were just like like they had tiny trench coats that they'd stolen from children. They're sort of shambling around smoking smoking like the uh, uh, dog ends of fags. <laughs> no, the reason I say this is because every time you go to to Pride in Brighton. Mm-hmm. There's always uh, this kind of waiting towards people with wings, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I figure that they just think it's it's tribute day for gold boys. <laughs> <laughs> so they've just kind of joined that community, not really understanding it necessarily. Yeah, and but, they're having a lot of great sex. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but they're just enjoying themselves, thinking, "Well, I didn't know you got you. Everybody liked gulls so much." Yeah, cool. I like it. Boys oh. who like gulls. 
<laughs> like voice. <laughs> Sorry. Why do you, I'm going to ask you a question. Please do. It's going to involve me taking off my sunglasses because I can't read. Hang on. Oh, here we go. This one comes in from Reddit, posted by Alexander Q. Turn my bones into a D20. God, can I put that in my will? Well, that's, that's what the thread is about. This isn't really a question, um, but this, it, it develops into a question. Alexander um, is going to die soon, from what I can tell. Okay. And wants, to, and wants to have a D20 made out of their bones to give to their gaming group as a dice of last resort. Now, unfortunately, it's been determined that human, human bones are a bit small and porous for that sort of thing. Okay. Um, because D20, like, you need quite a lot of room in a D20. However, is that the sort of thing that you'd be interested in? So, I'm, I'm a fairly sizable lad. You're a big lad, yeah. So what I'm thinking is we just carve me up piecemeal. Mm-hmm. So, the skull, that's definitely going on the coffee table filled with dice. I think it'd be weird having, like, when you say the coffee, do you mean my coffee table? I mean explicitly your coffee table, yes. I'm not sure I want your head. I'm sorry, guys, my... going, it's in the will. Okay. Um, so the rib cage, fairly large, that's going to be turned into a coat rack, like the old like, like, timey like coat rack. In my will, I've left you a significant portion of, 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 of my of my estate, and you're giving me your your corpse. Yeah, I God, I literally don't have anything. That's fair. Like, I mean, what do you want? Do you want my keyboard? I like, guess I don't I want. I don't want to have to keep your skull in my house. You only have to I... dust it occasionally. Oh, okay, so 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 we've got we've got like a dice bowl or potpourri bowl with your skull. Mm-hmm. We've got the coat rack with ribs. Oh, actually, hang on, no, turn the skull into one of those lovely little um, oil incense burners where you put like mm. tea lights in the eye sockets, and it heats a lovely smelling oil in my cranium. Okay, yeah, so we would have to replace the brain pan with something heatable, but yes, yeah. that works for me. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, just wash it okay. with silver or something. I don't know. Yeah, why not? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that sounds good. Legs. I'm I'm thinking that we we flatten as much as we can, um, mm-hmm. and turn it into a fish slice mm. so that you can you can flip your burgers or whatever. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like a barbecue grade fish slice at yeah. the size your legs are. I, I think like you're, you're missing out on taxidermy. Like we could have like a like like a, like a lampshade, which is just one of your giant legs. <laughs> that would work. Is that or just a full a full torso, like a full body, completely mm-hmm. naked and staring? Mm-hmm. Have you got like limbs on? Oh or yeah, just... everything so is want... present. You want your stuffed corpse naked, sat in my living room, in your hall. You... Your giant stuffed corpse. I want it. I want it in the entryway of your house, which I think is also your kitchen. Um, yeah, pretty much. So that everybody okay, who so... comes in will see it. So, quick question: Can I at least have you standing up so it looks like a thing, or or do you, do you wish to be laid down diagonally as if you just died? <laughs> so I will accept. I will accept two different. Uh, positions. Oh, so kind. One. So thoughtful. One is standing up, like just normal pose, but clenched fists and staring. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other is balled up tightly in the fetal position. <laughs> like the sand mummy at the Welcome Trust. Yes. Okay, yeah, I like that. And then, like, if you're balled up, can I try and get you in one of my cupboards, or is it still like an on display? No, thing? no, no. I will be on a sizable marble plinth. Okay, like the marble plinth seems better. Like I think I'd rather have that. And also, like if you're all curled up, I think at least I, there's probably an angle your balls wouldn't be visible from, which I like. <laughs> oh no, they would be visible oh. from every. <laughs> like there is, there are definitely places to hang a tea towel. <laughs> oh my god, this is happening. 
I know, I know how much money you've got, so it would not be a skilled taxidermist. No, it would not, Grant. Taxidermist. That would last, at best, five years. Five years? One of the eyes... One of the eyes has come out and the other one is looking somewhere else. Yeah, and you just sort of slowly replace me with like popping a candle in the eye socket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of pain. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. But no, genuinely, I re- if I ever lost a leg, mm-hmm. I would want something done with it. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I, I, I seem to remember someone like uh, got, got their leg, uh, I think it was an Australian, lost, lost their leg and so like they cooked it up into tacos. Amazing tacos. I don't know. It's a long A, but so they they did that, and it's it's like fight, and like they, they ate it themselves, and like auto cannibalism is not strictly against the law, so what? that's fine. Um, but I, I want, think like if you've got the option, you're gonna try human flesh. I don't care who you are. Uh, isn't isn't there like diseases linked to it if we eat human flesh? But you, you have to eat like loads, right? Yeah, I mean, I like I just want to taste. I just want to know. It's like it's like green potatoes. You got to eat loads. Yeah. Have a nibble. I'd be, yeah, you know, I'd I'd be really interested to see to see what human flesh tastes like. I don't want to have to kill someone to eat it. No, but like again, if if somebody if somebody you know lost a leg and was like, so I'm doing this barbecue, yeah, okay, I think you should come great. down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not that's, that's, we're not looking at like a four course meal here, but have a nibble, see what's have going a snack on. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, like like sliders. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing, or um, those little those little uh, Polish bellinis. Yes. Yeah, little bellinis with some pate on top. And honestly, like... Ooh, I, fancy, my, I, I fancy a crisp pate. That sounds quite nice. Right? And honestly, my femur yeah. is probably going to be the most useful thing in, in my body. Because it's ridiculously massive. It's full of delicious marabone jelly. Full of delicious marabone jelly. But, like, my femur is the rough size of an average human's torso. Mm. It is not... You, have, it is, you are a big man. It is bonkers. Mm. Um, so, like, I'm thinking table... Just like prop one leg up with it. What could, could I have it as the top half of a sturdy walking stick? God, yes. Because like I don't know, I don't know what the femur is, um, but um, whichever one, whichever one connects to your hip, I could have. I, I could have the ball yeah. and the socket joint as a, um, as a as a as a handhold on my walking yeah, the, stick. Yeah, the, the femur goes from your hip to your knee. Then then that's the guy. That's, that's the one I want. That's that's your chap. Yeah, that's the fella. Brilliant. God, can okay, you imagine cool. like? Having a full die set that was confirmed human remains—that's pretty cool. I mean, that's like like move aside metal dice, move aside table wreckers, right? Get, get, get Kickstarter on the phone. Move aside veneer fuckers. We need we need a word with the Make a Wish Foundation, and we got a Kickstarter. I don't, I don't think that's. I think you have to be an ill child, oh. and you're not ill or young enough. No, I'm just like just for a list of people. Oh, I don't know. Is that is that not okay? I think I think if put it this way, if they didn't die in battle, I'd have to know them. Sure, rather than if just like just, finding a list from a charity. A sick kid is like, all right, you uh, you got enough, you got enough for a D four. <laughs> just just like walking up and just just squeezing their leg, just just like testing like, mm, no. It's, it says here he's got a blood disease. Does that affect his bones in any way? <laughs> Well, will that make them uneven if I roll them? <laughs> Sir, how did you get in here? Don't, don't, I have a gun. Don't test me. Don't test me, nurse. Nerd. This, this, that's, that's, the, that's the northern cover identity I take on when I steal children's bones. <laughs> the flesh The bone tender. collector, hello. Would you like to ask, for me to ask you a question that won't land us in prison? Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Mossy asks, Death spirals and verisimilitude, or pain bonuses in shonen anime, what balance to strike? Is it verisimilitude or verisimilitude? I've, really like I've, I've read it verisimilitude simply because that's how it's written and I don't know. Verisimilitude, I think, is correct rather than verisimilitude. Okay. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, yeah. Um, just cut yourself saying the right one in, yeah. and then cut yourself. I. Uh, so my my next question is what shonen? Mm-hmm. Is that a question you can answer? Yes, it is. It is a question that I know a lot about shonen. So, so you'd be prepared to uh, um, to educate me and the audience on this, because I I have no shame in admitting that I don't know things and okay. I don't know what shonen is. Ah, well, that, it's a good thing I'm not an idiot like you. Oh, oh that's pathetic. Okay, so shonen? Yeah. shonen anime typically mm-hmm. refers to young boys under the age of fifteen. Right. Uh, a lot of these have a young male hero and are focused on action, adventure, and fighting. Oh, like Pokemon. More like Bleach ah, and Dragon okay. Ball. Right. And yes. view, and View 15 more. Um, I mean, Fist <laughs> of the North Star, Speed Racer. I really love season three of View 15 more. <laughs> Dead Man Wonderland. You know, those... Oh. Azumanga oh. Dio. Oh. Mm. Mobile Suit Gundam. There you go. Yeah, I've, I've seen Dead Man Wonderland. It sucks. Anyway, um, that sounds good. Um, I think that there is a... So there's... Hmm. I'm going to get theoretical here. Oh, yeah. So the challenge... you find, So uh, a discussion came up on the Spire board recently, and, the, and there was someone saying, uh, do you... If someone dies in a Spire game, do you let them make a character at the same experience level as the other characters, or do you give them a lower-level character, like a, a character with fewer abilities, so to punish them, so that there, there is a punishment for death? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Why do you want to punish them for dying? Yeah, that's like, cool as hell. Like, like that's the thing. Like it's cool. They like, they probably did some did some dope shit to get there, and like why it it inform like that decision informs how you how you feel about the core idea of your game, which is like in Dungeons and Dragons, you hit you know X level and then you die, and the game is about getting to higher levels and it's about trying to like maximize your output and minimize your damage input. And so I can see where a mechanical punishment for dying would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's not hugely. It's I'd say it's as interesting as the other thing, but you do get the capacity to sort of like mob up with people who are more experienced than you, and that's kind of that's kind of a fun power uh, exchange. Whereas, um, if you don't punish them, you're like you're encouraging their characters to die, and that's fine because they're not their character. Yeah, and also like that that can be how your game goes. Like, yeah, as long as fine. as long as death is never meaningless. Yeah, like as long as it's not oh yeah you you rolled a six you're dead. Uh, do you want to just roll off another character? As long as yeah. that moment of death is a great scene. Yeah. Who and cares? Like, and and like and, and as long as the narrative like accepts the death or accepts the removal, so it's not like oh, okay, I'm going to make my brother, uh, he's uh, Steve the Paladin, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. he's exact he's pretty much the same except he has a scar over his left eye, not his right eye. Ah, clever. Um, Mirror that, Steve. I mean, that's the thing. And like and like at that point, then okay, well maybe maybe your character doesn't die if you if you're that attached. Then let's work out some other means of of having this happen. Yeah, let's know? give you a cost that you can deal with. Yeah. 
you can deal with that's interesting that we you know we find that we that, that, we that, that tells a story. And so with just to, also to, to explain to, to, the, to the uninitiated, a death spiral is a game design term. Uh, pri- I think primarily from tabletop games, um, pretty much solely, where the more you get injured, the less effective you become. So you which, start like being able to move slower. Um, yeah, you you can't attack as well. You lose access to skills. Yeah, you might just be like um, on like a flat minus X percent chance to succeed. That sort of thing. Yeah. As, as you get hurt, which, which obviously makes, makes it more likely that you're going to get hurt again, which yeah. generally increases the bonuses. Yeah, so it it means things get more and more dangerous, blah, 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 blah. which makes perfect sense from a simulationist point of view because that's how it works. It's like we can't hope we can't hope to strive for a perfect simula- simulation of life, but. People, people who are hurt aren't as good as people who aren't hurt. Yeah, that makes sense. However, narratively, that pretty much never happens. Yeah. Uh, it does not matter how much you've been hurt in a film, uh, because you can do it because you believe in yourself and you pull yourself up and you do the thing. And it's, it, and it's, it's about you overcoming those challenges. Yeah. Um, I try not to put in any sort of uh, death spirals into my game or have like negatives unless it's unless it's funny or unless it's un- unless it's telling a story. Yeah, like, paranoia had some, but I think death bonus uh, so like in injury bonuses is an interesting challenge because that is encouraging you to get hurt. Yeah, and that's that's kind of sexy because it's encouraging you to get hurt. But the more you get hurt, the, the closer you are to serious problems. Yeah, and it's interesting because it forces engagement at a mechanical level like in a lot of cases with with games that use pain bonuses you need those pain bonuses yeah like you need that plus one to hit to actually really kill anything so it sets a tone of game very quickly in that you're going to get beaten to crap but so is the monster yeah um and makes you more mechanically viable as a character yeah um and like for me, for me personally, I'd actually combine the two options that we got given. Go on. I want death spirals and pain bonuses. Go on. So I like the fact that certain aspects of your character decrease when you get hurt. Um, I like mm. that grittiness of it. However, I see absolutely no problem with also putting in pain bonuses to certain aspects of your character. Yes, that makes sense. So like, so like when I get hurt, I get better at this, but worse at this. So imagine that um, you're playing a, a Cthulhu-y type game, mm-hmm. kind of a more pulpy trail of Cthulhu style thing. Yeah. So as you get hurt, you start to lose access to or reduce chances of doing skills, mm-hmm. but your combat increases. Yeah. Because it's panic, it's adrenaline. Yeah. And then oh, when you get better, you get access to your skills, which you need a lot in an investigative game. But, but that adrenaline ticks down. But that adrenaline ticks down and you lose the pain bonuses to combat, so you're straight up worse at combat. Mm. And that also encourages you to get in a fight. Because, because the more in a fight you are, the more powerful you are. Yeah. Like risk reward is really sexy. I really like it. It's a fun mechanic, and I, I, I like I like giving players the option to be like, "Oh, I'm going to roll with advantage," but then again, if I fail, oh, I'm really hurt. Yeah, my, my bones get turned into that's, dice. That's that's <laughs> just just <laughs> lap. It's like just, just upending a dice bag. Just all of a sudden, you just you just land hard and break apart into like two hundred d twenty. I got a question for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. You are a lich. Am I? 
Yes. And you can't hide your phylactery in another plane or demi-plane. Where and how do you hide it on the prime material? Oh. A phylactery, for those of you who don't know, is where a lich's soul or essence is. You can't permanently kill a lich, which is an undead wizard, until you destroy its phylactery. So I will just make one clarifying question here. Mm-hmm. Are we talking single phylactery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None, not, of this, none of this Voldemort bullshit. We're not horcruxing this shit. No horcrux. Get the horcrux out here. Okay. Um, a penny. A penny? And put it into circulation. Ooh. Now, it's probably going to ping as magic if people cast a tech magic on it, aren't they? Possibly, but they'd have to do it on every penny. Also, I mean, like, do you want to find it? Do you want to have it? Well, no, because if I die, I just go to it. Yes, that's true. So you, you'll just burst out of someone's pocket. Just just ruining a sofa. Uh, hello. I'm terribly <laughs> sorry about your sofa. Do you have a towel? Just... H- hello, yes, hi. I'm trapped in this vending machine. <laughs> I, I need you to press G8 a few times until I come out. Somebody's just buying a Twix and the vending machine explodes and just <laughs> this naked man just hands a Twix over, unscrews the cap on some Mountain Dew, drinks it and walks off. It's just like, it's, it just bursts in this, this storm of necromantic energy. Animating all the Twixers. Who <laughs> follow him like tiny gnomes. That's the problem. You see, you don't know where you're going to wake up if you've yeah. got a penny. Like, I, lo- I love the stealth of it, but I don't love the... Um, the, the you're, you're, you're relying on the kindness of, of vending machines. Very true, yeah. There. But, like, nightmarishly difficult to track. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because you don't know where it is. So, like, no, they can't get the information out of you. Cause it's like, very well, hard I, to track. I spent it down dog track. Now, it's very hard to track until you die. At which point it might come up in, in casual conversation that there was an undead wizard in the vending machine. Yes. But so then like next at that time, point, race against time. Next time you do it to a fiver. Ah, okay. Go and then you just class really ruin a cocaine addict's day. <laughs> He's just trying to do cocaine out your ass. I'm trying to work out how it would do you like no. <laughs> I would pick drag race car. Okay. Hide it in plain sight. It's the steering wheel on my hot rod drag racer. Okay, so it's going to be at the drag race track. And it's yeah. going to be in one of two directions there. Mm-hmm. But if I die, I'm going to... If and when I die, my, my phylactery... Ref- uh, you know what? It's not the steering wheel, because I need that to steer the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boss. It just go hard into a wall. Well, it's a straight line. It's a drag track. That's true, yeah. Well, I, I figure I'd, I'd sort of, you know, like, turn it left and right to get away. Maybe, sure. maybe, the, maybe you know what? The uh, In the glove box of a cool sports car. There we go. I'll, like an off-road roll- rally car. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 roll out the glove box and get it. Like, like maybe that's the thing because I I had a drag racer as like a cool thing to do, but honestly, probably some sort of fully fully armed Humvee, <laughs> you know, with 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 bulletproof glass and shit, parked in a in a uh, fully secure car park. At which point, I'd wake up in the Humvee, and then I would have a Humvee and a load of stuff there and some guns, and I could drive around. That would and, be good. And then try and get I don't know a tank. How about and a battleship? 
<laughs> and then win at Monopoly. Yes. And a little dog. And a hat. How about a British Airways air steward? Can you put in a person? I don't see why not. Well, I mean, J.K. Rowling said that, but J.K. Rowling said a lot of things about wizards I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Ripping a, ripping a steaming turd right there on the train. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... <laughs> so, you've got something that travels Sorry. often that you can yeah. track if you want to, and yeah. you've got a built-in disguise if you die. So you become them. Well, yes, they explode, and then you're wearing their clothes. Okay, so it's it's, it's a bit like the... Uh, it, but basically, you'd, you'd appear in the Britney, in the first half of Britney Spears' Toxic video. Yes, but then yes. imagine Britney Spears exploding into a shower of meat and bone inside a, mm-hmm. an, air contro- an air-conditioned um, uh, um, plane. No, yeah, just yeah. anywhere. Uh, um, okay, and yeah. then this sallow-faced, bony gentleman pushing the refreshment then, cart and then, after. And then you, seven foot tall, still wearing her little dress. Yes. And hat. Can I get you some tea or coffee? Gin tonic for sir. For sir. Do you like the Shiraz or the Malbec? <laughs> and then just lean over to a kid in an RC and just go, shh, and carry and like, on. You've got, you, you put your finger in front of your lips and it has like five extra joints. <laughs> and you can see the bone. <laughs> you get to the end of it, get to the end of the line and just start crawling painfully slowly through the, through the vents. And like, folding myself. It's the thing, like, like you can get in there, but it's very hard and painful. Like, oh, 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 God! <laughs> somebody push! Somebody, somebody grease me! <laughs> Find the breakfast omelette. The greasiest thing on the menu. Um, possibly hide myself in some sort of... Like a, st- like a symbol of office? Like a staff of office for, for, for the leader of a nation? That could work. Pope. Pope stuff. <laughs> Pope bits. Yeah, the Pope, but it's like, he's got, he's got a little hammer. Do you know about this? He's got a little hammer? Got a little hammer? Is that for, what, warding of Protestants? No, it's for, uh, it's for destroying the, um, like, the ring. There are elements of office which, which, which the Pope has, and there's a little, a little, little hammer, which he, he has, he has, he has the shoes of the fishermen as well, which is the other thing. He has, he has, he has little red, little red slippers. Oh. Uh, and he uses the hammer to destroy the previous incumbents. Um, things and then and then it's and then he gets Hang on, so he, so, so, so the the current pope destroys the previous incumbent's rings, like ceremonially. I'm not sure whether it's rings, but there's, there's, there's some sort of um, ceremonial thing which is destroyed. And he oh, has okay. the red shoes. Probably just probably just like his teeth or his kneecaps or something. <laughs> I was about to say, just like mashes him up with a hammer. All right, Fritz. That's how they work out who the new pope is. They burn the old pope, <laughs> and then. Just burn it. Oh, and then like, how, how does that? How does that? How, from how do how do they divine how the Pope? Oh, it's whatever changes. they scream. Oh, okay, right, cool. What about a floorboard? Well, well, it looks like it's Pope. Help me! I'm on fire again. <laughs> what about phylactery of a fl- being a floorboard? Like something completely innocuous, but in your mansion. I'm gonna yes and this one. Okay. A floorboard above a really ominous looking hourglass. <laughs> And it's like instead of sand, it's ground up bone, and it's got, it's got like a skull pattern on it, and it's got like hands around it and stuff. And, and like they, there's constant dry ice. Yeah, uh, yeah, like like you you're just paying some kid to bring it in every couple of hours. Yep. Um, and there's 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 like a smoke machine there, and they 
they leave her up. Let's let, let's put this let's put this floorboard out to one side and 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 take this phylactery to the wizard, and then you're hopping off as the little floorboard like waddling around. <laughs> <laughs> or you just or you just got to flip up and smack them with the nails. It's yes, like, that, I. I'm always disappointed that phylacteries don't fight as much as they're rather. Well, when well when you're an enormous hourglass, there's not there's not really a lot of fight left in you. But like, if your phylactery is a gun, oh, hang on, a sentry gun, or, and bear with me here, right, a high powered sniper rifle, but your phylactery is a bullet, right, and it's aimed at a mattress factory about two miles away. (laughs) Go on, (laughs) as right. As the necromantic energy flows into the bullet, it's going You've to ignite. You had it with them. that mattress store owner. Yeah, it's going to it's going to ignite the charge. Right, is it firing your phylactery at incredible mm-hmm. speeds towards the mattress factory? Right. Meanwhile, you burst out of it mid-air, very hard to stop, going very quickly, mm-hmm. landing safely in a mattress factory. I worry that the mass differential would cause you to plummet out of the sky. I worry that I'm not a lich and they aren't real. That's Don't bring science story. into this. So, I've got a quick question for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you just put your phylactery to be a mattress on top of another mattress? How about you shut the fuck up? Yeah, that's fair. God damn. I, I'm sorry. That I just, was my I, dream. I worry I worry about the... I, I, I really love reforming in midair, but like you've already been killed once that day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all have, of the bullets in the magazine. Narrow margin of success. All of the bullets in the magazine are sequentially phylactery. So when you miss the first shot, <laughs> you fly into the second. <laughs> all the bullets are. It's, it's, it's an AK forty-seven on full auto, and you simply you, you, you the, the bullet fires. You transform out of it, smash into the wall, and die. And then the second one, you're already reforming out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like the first one punches the hole in the wall because you know you're. You've got a lot of mass and going very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second one just flies through the gap that your mm. corpse has left and lands and on a mattress. Hole. Yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds real lovely. That's how I want to go. Fired out of an AK-47. Mm. After mm. dying. Well, hang on. This is, this is getting too complicated. Well, I, I, like, I might like to put it in a key. Like, okay. Like, like the floorboard stuff, but something which seems really important to getting the phylactery, but it is not the like, or like, like, uh, like a perfectly innocuous-looking crowbar near or where my, near where my phylactery is. Just the enormous plinth that the phylactery-looking thing is on. Yes. Because then, when you ping the area, yeah, it's magic. Yeah, it's but not magic, how yeah. you think, adventurer. Not at all. Go on, take it. It's a cheap. It's a cheap goth hourglass I got from the charity shop. <laughs> If you squeeze it, it plays the monster mash. <laughs> Give it a go. It's it's quite the tickle. It's it's fun, just the plinth. <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have bought the novelty one. It's been next to tenner. Shouldn't shouldn't have put a mouth on this plinth in retrospect. I mean, a mouth that comes out of an entire accurate carving of my face and body. What if your phylactery was just a, a lifelike statue of you? That's holding the, the hourglass. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> what if question. it's a, what is it a complete clone of you? Okay. Like, I feel like that, was, that, that is the you don't easiest... You really need to, to reincarnate at that point, do you? No, but I'm, I'm thinking that's the easiest for, for somebody to find and kill you, but the most mm. gentle, like, reacclimation process from death for you. Yeah. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah okay, cool. 
Yeah. A big boat. Ask me a question. <laughs> big boat. Just a, just a lovely big boat. Uh, Motocross asks, what would be an engaging masked ball type adventure without the obvious the ball gets interrupted by intruders and a fight breaks out trope? That was the only idea I had. Oh. Uh, you've got magic masks, which are, are controlling people. Which, and so like the mask is the person rather than the person is the person. That's so like, are you talking like masks are handed out at the door? Uh, if you'd like. Because I think that could be interesting. Like, imagine if you've got uh, all the masks are animal themed. Like, they're not just like yeah. a panda. But they've got that kind of panda art. Right, I see. So that they 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 have a bestial trait. Yes, and heavily stylized. Right, yeah. And like you take on some of the the famous traits of that animal while you're wearing ah, the that's mask. That's kind of fun. Yeah, and, and like and like you could have um, you're a, you're at if you put on a fox mask, you are at plus two to do cunning things, but minus two to resist doing something underhanded. Yeah, exactly. Not like you put on a lion mask, you immediately knock down somebody wearing a gazelle, gazelle mask and eat them. <laughs> but uh, you could definitely get into a fight with them later you on. You could get in a fight with them, yeah. And like it ups your pride and your arrogance. That's kind of fun. And like gazelles make you more alert and into grass. But also a little anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And jumpy. And, <laughs> and able to run really fast. Yeah, super fast. Um, that, but I think that, that could be interesting. Really like, the mask is part of the party, not mm. you bringing your mask. Yeah, I like that. Or what if there are only three masks? In, okay. Sorry, there are three kinds of masks. There are only three masks, and everyone just hides their face. Like <laughs> they're about ten foot wide. Like you know, you know. It, one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things in media is when someone has to be naked in a daytime TV show. So they'll put things in front of their naughty bits. Yes, I find that I find that endlessly amusing. I think that's wonderful, especially mm. when it's inverted. But <laughs> it covers everything else but their genitalia. No, like 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 they'll just stand up and you get quite a long shot of their balls. <laughs> Real close. Um, you have uh, so you'd have three masks and everyone else just has to sort of hide their faces um, <laughs> by, by having things go in the way no um, you have there are three kinds of masks and and like you have to talk to a bunch of different NPCs but you don't know who they are because there's only these three masks that's nice because I think like oh I'm going to tell who it is like from the way their body looks or the way they speak fuck off <laughs> it's, a, it's a mask you're supposed to pretend that, it, that it's a person in a mask what about linked masks Go on. So, big randomised box of masks. Again, you're handed them as you go in. Mm-hmm. You can only talk to the person wearing the matching mask. Ah, or if you find the person wearing a matching mask, you do something cool. Yeah, but like the reason I said that you can only talk to them is because then you've got an interesting method of switching masks with people, trading to try and get the mask you want. Right, okay, I like So, that. like, I need to talk to the Duke. Right, yeah. how am I going to get... That matching mask, because only one person at a time can talk to the Duke. I think I think I go for something like three or four masks of, of each type, because if there's only one, it becomes quite hard to like like you ha- you have to find the person and do the thing. Yeah, but I think if you, if you got the, like it, it would make it quite difficult to talk to have a role playing game, the majority of which is talking. Sure, but I I'm into the idea of like a very limited and like trying to trade identities. Or even um, you could you could flip it another way. So every single mask looks different, mm-hmm. but it means that you've got a telepathic link with the person wearing a matching mask on the inside. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you can okay. constantly hear their thoughts, but you don't know who it is. And 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 also you're broadcasting your thoughts to them. Yeah. So your thoughts are constantly 100 percent of it going to the other person. Yeah. 
and they're Sorry. like, I'm going to blow this up. <laughs> I imagine they're mainly thinking, what the fuck is going on? Both people are just thinking that. I could be at home having a wank. This is a rubbish party. <laughs> no, because someone's Darryl, telepathically Darryl, screaming take off confusion your mask. into their head. King in the yellow style? Yep. You've got a masked, uh, a masked player of some kind, and you're like, hey, buddy, take off your mask. And he's like, what mask? Believe that's how it went. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Like, um, keeping with the play idea, mm-hmm. it's a kind of uh, one of those immersive theatre things. So it happens Sleep no more, that sort of thing. Yeah. But everybody's given three masks. Okay. And think of them like different 3D glasses. Oh, so you can see different things. So there's different things happening. Like um, main characters oh, are fun. furious oh, cool. under one mask and trying to murder somebody. Or they're trying to save them from dying in another mask. That sounds you like get a different... really cool FPS. Or it's like yeah, no, no like I'm saying game. it's going to be a nightmare to run. Yeah. But how cool would that be just as a masked ball thing? Like so, actually, just 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 as a video game idea, we combine that idea with Hitman, like okay. like 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 the remake of Hitman. You've got and you've got these. You you'd have like maybe like you half the number of levels, mm-hmm. but you have these lenses which you which you can slip on over your over your eyes to see to, to see through in, in, into different realities, and you can take things like you you can maybe drag things from one reality into a different reality, like Silent Hill or what have you, you know, or um, Bioshock Infinite with the rifts. Yes, although those are more just like levels. Yes, but like, like sorry, the concept the, of that rather yeah. than the um, yeah, say there in wasn't action, much mechanical interaction between between, yeah. between the different worlds. But having the idea of oh, I'm going, uh, I I need to get something of this guy. I'm going to flick to the world where he's happy, mm-hmm. and learning the way, le- learning the the different um, ways in which these like like parallel universes are overlaid over one another could be really fun. And you have it in masks because masks are cool. Especially with a game like Hitman where people have routines. Yeah. So they've got three different full routines Mm. and different stuff happens all over the place. God, that would be a fucking nightmare to program. It would be brutal, but can you imagine playing that and going, hang on, if I leave this door open in this reality, that means he comes through here and he talks to him who gets mad. And that means that in the other reality, he falls falls over dead. Yeah. Or whatever. That's fun. I'm super down with that. And then I give him the poison spaghetti sauce. <laughs> That's the thing I always hated about Hitman, was that once you played a level like five times, you could go, okay, I'm going to walk up to this buffet and I'm going to poison this apple. And then you could just go and sit in the bar. <laughs> the thing I didn't like about Hitman was, or no, sorry, it was, it was Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible on, on the N64. You had, to, you had to put some sleeping powder in a, um, in a, in, in a glass of champagne. Uh, but they, they didn't have the money to animate you holding a tray, so you simply picked up the champagne and put it in your jacket. <laughs> and this sort of this guy who was not Tom Cruise, because you can't legally reproduce Tom Cruise's face in a game. No, because he, he has a clause. There's a clause in his contract. Yeah, he won't. Um, he won't be closer to God anymore, or whatever it was. But it, what Thetans? Yeah. Midichlorians? I don't know. But yeah, just, just placing just placing a full poisoned glass of champagne in his pocket and then going up to the dignitary and going, Champagne, sir? Yes. <laughs> this, this all seems legit to me. It's, um, it's a bit body warm. <laughs> just, have you been holding this under your arm? Oh, this is, that's how we serve it in, in, in Vienna, sir. So. Oh, well. <laughs> Do you want to be on top of things? What was the question? 
engaging mass ball type adventure. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we've got quite a few there. That's pretty I good. Think we have. I, think I really like your I like your um, your um, animals idea. I think that's fun. It's like that's really simple to implement. Yeah, and like, and if you if you've got any sort of like. Um, willpower point or drama point or Benny point system in your game um, or fate point actually would be, would be the thing like it just, like it basically it would become another aspect in fate which you wear over your current aspect yeah. and you you have a lion mask on now and so the GM can tag that for to give you fate points or you can or you can you can say oh I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my lion prowess to be to be powerful <laughs> and also you could do it like with a table you could randomly roll to see what mask they get. Or mm-hmm. you could say, so which mask do you pick out? Ah, and yeah. then just like, or, knock something give, together on the fly. Give them a selection. Yeah, you've got choices. That works, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's pretty straight. I mean, I mean, like if you want to run it in D and D, you give them advantage when they're doing things that, that that match, and disadvantage when they don't. Yeah, keep it nice and, and simple, just, and just go from there. It's like disadvantage to resist biting this delicious gazelle mask-wearing person on the bottom. <laughs> oh, so there's a cheeky lion. To, to resist breaking their neck and dragging them behind the behind <laughs> the buffet tree. table, dragging them up a tree and then mauling them. <laughs> Astonishing. Uh, question. Dylan asks, which monstrous species in D and D should be a player option, and what do their cities look like? Because roaming bandit species are dumb. Fair. Now there are nomadic cultures that that exist, mm-hmm. and you know have horses and tents and stuff but let's let let let, let's presume we've got we've got the monstrous species who are traditionally who live in tents in the woods and fuck people up so that takes out like mind flayers okay mind flayers do have cities or like they did anyway and like they've still got places they hang out they have a civilization you don't just find uh, a mind flayer hanging out in the woods near a campsite although actually now i think of it that would be cool please have them lead a band (laughs) but like humans drow that sort of things they have cities yeah. And aren't monstrous. No. Obviously. But so my my thinking mm-hmm. is Minotaur. Oh cool. Okay. So what you do is you have these enormous labyrinthine cities. Oh they're into labyrinths. And a creature that chases you through the woods at right angles. You've lost me. So they, they can't they, they 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 tend to turn angles very quickly. Like their entire their entire culture and cities and everything are laid out like a labyrinth wasn't labyrinth circular was it like i seem to remember it like it having like 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 a circular outer edge and then curved walls on the inside Maybe. i was like a celtic knot i don't know i always imagine it as a sort of standard left right right angle labyrinth okay well that, that's that's fine with me so what we've got is a sort of tron light cycle minotaur yeah but i'm thinking more yeah. like um hound of tindalos minotaur Right, okay. Like it, it doesn't like curved things or vice yeah, versa. So it, it finds them itchy. Yeah. So it, it as it runs through the woods it, it changes direction a lot. Like it's weaving through the, the trees quite adroitly because that's what it's supposed to do. I really like the idea of um so dr- dwarves in fourth ed D and D got this really cool sort of like hexagonal, um lots of very like like diamond shaped lines. Uh, in their in their armor and their and their jewelry, yeah. And I quite like the idea of like of like the Minotaur cities that like fucking helms deep, but much sharper. Yeah, like there Just are like no layers planets. and layers of like yeah layers and layers of labyrinths on labyrinths on top of one another. And and so then like to the to, to Minotaurs, there's no confusion over where they are. Like once they enter a space 
once they enter a building, they can sense mm. where they are and where they need to go. There's no sense of being lost to them. Whereas anyone else entering a Minotaur city has no clue where anything is because everything looks the same. Yeah, where, so like if you're in a dense forest, they mm. love it. That's fine. But the second you break the tree line and run into a field... Oh, they're all agoraphobic. Yeah, that doesn't... They can't handle it. They'll just yeah. stop at the tree line. They get freaked out. Mm. I like that. So, that's, so, like, they're quite... They probably trade a lot with people. You've got... Um, like, they'd be quite insular. Yeah. You'd be looking at, like... Like, like quite dwarven, actually. In that, yeah, in, I in mean, that way, insular... In the, in the more into in, building and going underground. Mainly insular in a way of, like, they, they are limited in where they can exist. Yeah. Rather than, like, we don't talk to the pointy ears... There is there is a cultural disposition for being indoors. Yeah. Or at least in a nice big, in a nice comfortable maze. Yeah, in, in an enclosed space in some fashion. Like a dungeon. Like a dungeon. Like there a we forest. Go. Like that, you get you get yeah. them in cities and in like yeah. uh, human cities. But yeah. then that's generally like a rarity rather than it's really rare to find a minotaur farmer, say, just tending yes. the cattle. Yeah, it, it could happen. In a labyrinth. But, it, like, it could happen in a labyrinth, you know. But they're like their their rows of seeds are all bonkers. <laughs> like they're not just straight lines; they all intertwine, yeah, and you get all these different patterns in all the different crops. That's really cool. I really like the idea of Minotaur wizards like having scrying spells and understanding spells, and being able to like like a Minotaur magic is an ulti- ultimate sense of where you are in the world. Yes an ultimate sense of direction and being able to use that as a means of um, gaining power over others or confusing people as to where they are and hunting them hunting them down. Yeah, so it's um, things like navigation but also prognostication, augury, yeah. telling the um, future, uh, telling the past, yeah. astrology. And, and maybe like some sort of spell to stop them freaking out when they walk into a field. Yeah, it's just blinkers and a plow. Oh, oh the, the, <laughs> the trick is that like, um, so like there's, there's a sect of Minotaur monks um, and the trick is bringing the labyrinth in your head with you. Yes. So you, so you, plot, as, you mentally plot a labyrinth. As long as you're spiritually within a labyrinth, as lo- and like and like minotaurs might seem stupid or like slow or distracted when you meet them outside of their cities because they are in their head basically running that Windows ninety five screensaver <laughs> of continually going through a labyrinth to try yeah. to, 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 to try and stop themselves from going mad. I love that. That's really good. There you go, Dylan. There you are. There you a little are. bit of world building to end on. Minotaurs. Because like, like, we try and make this a comedy podcast, but I, I like the fact that like, we really get fired up when we get to do some like, fantasy world building. Yeah. And also, like, is our, is our I, love, I love the idea of taking away the, um, not the bizarreness of minotaurs, but the fact that they're, they're bestial and they're not civilized. And fact like, that there's you, one you of them. Yeah, and like, the idea that you can have a perfectly cogent conversation with a minotaur yeah as long as it's indoors as long as it's indoors yeah um and i like the idea that like the reason that the famous minotaur was such a problem was because they kept mm. shifting the labyrinth on him oh it was, it, was, it was like a magical reforming labyrinth that had driven him mad yeah it kept on That's just cool. changing so every couple of seconds his Spatial perception oh, would change. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, it, so like it, imagine it, it, you're like walking down the street. Having your bones rearranged. Yeah, well, imagine you're walking down the street and suddenly the road is ten foot longer. Now it's twenty yeah. foot shorter. Now it's ten foot wider. Yeah. Like yeah, it's going to throw you out. It's going to driven be horrible, and that's your entire life. Ugh. Like it's always yeah, having right. vertigo. Yeah, yeah, he totally blinded himself, didn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, listener and Chris, you might you might be interested in looking at the Clay That Woke, which is a game about playing Minotaurs. Oh. Um, yeah, they are a basically a, a, sl- a slave race, a servitor race uh, to humans in it's kind of like a Babylonian style culture, um, and you. I believe they. I, I, I believe like they're no longer enslaved, but they are. They are adjusting to like in, in this transitionary period. Um, it's a very interesting game. Unfortunately, it uses um, custom runes instead of dice, and so I don't believe anyone's ever played it. <laughs> uh, but it, but it's 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 a cool thing, and like it's a, it's 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 a good read and worth a look if you're interested in mining Excellent. stuff. Let's wrap it up, shall we? Let's bring this hoot nanny to a close. Like a minotaur, I'm horny for this episode to end. <laughs> No, hang on. Like a minotaur, I'm lost in the labyrinth. <laughs> this, this, uh... Like Thesis, I'm lost in bleeding. <laughs> um, like a minotaur, I'm the product of the world's first fursuit. <laughs> of unholy union. Thank you for listening to Arch Dice Friends episode 98. I've been Grant Howitt. This has been Chris Taylor. If you like this, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and have a listen. You can get, get hold of some exclusive episodes and have access to our Discord where we have nice chats, post models we're painting, talk about uh, people's paladins. And Capybara. Like. Capybara. There's a channel solely dedicated to pictures of Capybara. We, we get like several pictures on there a week. It's great. You can also follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast if you want to see what we're about there and be reminded of new episodes, or I presume you're subscribing to this in some capacity. And uh, finally, if you've got a longer question, you can ask us it at heartydressfriends at gmail.com or ask us on Twitter or whatever. You know, track us just down. We're always eager. Fling questions. questions. We just want to help. We just want to help. We want to save you. We want to save you from yourselves. We love you. We're here. We've come to you against the odds, battling through wind and rain and sleet and snow. Enemy soldiers opening fire on us in armoured vehicles, and we're here. We were dragging you out of the... You were tied to a chair, and Chris and Grant are here. Shot, I, one of us has a shotgun, the other one has a submachine gun. Which one do you want, Chris? I'll have the shotgun. Thanks, man. Um, I've got the submachine gun, so I'm not, not, not knocked on my ass by the recoil, and we're, we're dragging you out of there, and we, we leap out of a third-story window and land in the back of the truck where the third secret hearty dice friend is driving and we're like go 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 and And we rescued you that's when we apologise for tying you to that chair we're really sorry we tied you to that chair in the burning building but have you seen these cool guns we bought wasn't it dramatic we got it all on video it was really great we're sorry about the well well I remember what happened well there's not well there's not any tape in this enormous tape deck there's not only tape in this 80s style video recorded you've got to press play and record at the same time not just record uh, we didn't take the lens cap off either but that doesn't matter because we didn't record yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway but so so we love you and we rescued you um, in theory should we drop you off somewhere or I just just is anywhere up here okay yeah just on the left yeah, you probably got a bus you probably got a bus from here uh, I think we're going to drive a little bit past the police station though yeah like I don't know why should... you want to stop there that's weird that is weird. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Sure, sure. Who yeah, you calling? Well, yeah, stop. Stop. Uh, stop. This isn't time for phones. No. Do you want to? Go, do you want to go back in the burning house? <laughs> do you want to go back on the chair? <laughs> I like how the last few weeks when we've done these, they've become gradually more abusive. <laughs> anyway, we're going now before we say something yeah. we regret. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.